Welcome to Lift, a parenting podcast where we ask the questions about family and faith. We recognize parenting takes a lot of heavy lifting, both in physical, emotional, and spiritual ways. Let's face it, raising a family is hard work. Some of us are doing it as a single parent. Some of us are working with a spouse. But all of us have questions every day. Are we screwing up our kids, our marriage, our relationships? And this podcast asks the questions that can guide each of us to finding our rhythm and creating a space for God in our home. Season four, we're asking the question, why church? In this year of 2021, where everything is still a bit different, some things still feel very similar. Let's take the time to ask, why church? Why is it important? Is it? This year reminded us as parents that we are the ultimate leaders with our children. This has always been true. Just in the past, we had different support systems to help us along the way. And in 2020, those support systems became distant, looked different, as we took on the heavy load of helping our kids learn, of tutoring, of loving, of discipline, counseling, playing, faith development with our children. So this season, each week, we're going to be asking the question, why is church important? Hello and welcome to Lift. We're in our season four podcast where we're talking about church. And um, I know like who would want to listen to a podcast just talking about church? But the point of this podcast is asking the questions, why? Why is church important? And, you know, is it important? So this um, episode, I've brought in our student ministry director, Michael Agnew, and we're going to talk about home. And I really believe that this episode, if you're just listening to one episode this season, this one's kind of going to come together about all the things that we've asked. Like, is faith development important? Is this a place where you can ask your questions? Is this a place that shows true love? You know, all the things. So, Michael, will you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Wow. I (laughs) I couldn't talk right there. Sorry. Um, Yes. My name is Michael Agnew. I have been at St. Andrew now for almost eight years, which is insane to think about. Um, I guess time in general during this pandemic is insane to think about. But yeah, I am the student ministry director. I uh, have two kids now, (laughs) which is wild. Um, I am married. So just the idea of like families being involved at St. Andrew, like whenever I started here, I was just this like young married dude who just thought about student ministry. But now as my life stage has changed, just how this whole church is a home for my whole family is is very, very cool. Um, And as the student ministry, this idea of home, we have adopted and tried to live fully into, like, we have a big giant wall in our um, lobby that has these trendy letters with light bulbs in it that spell out home, because we tried to uh, live that out to the max. Which is exactly why I asked you to do this today. Yeah, it worked out well. So I think when we talk about home, um. Home is the place where you are truly authentic, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've told you, like, home is the place where I have my hair up in a bun, I don't wear makeup, and I put on sweatpants, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, there are times where I might leave my house that way, but not often, yeah. you know? Um, so how can church be a place where families, and let's focus on students yeah, since you're sure. here today, yeah. right, can be truly authentic? So, like, when I ask, 
how can church be home? What does that mean? Yeah, I think that the biggest things that we strive for is where every single student feels like they belong and like they are known here. I think just like, um, I think not really purposefully, but just subconsciously, we can like put up different versions of ourselves. So, so like, um, on Twitter or on Instagram, there's like the verified, like blue check mark, um, like real person, (laughs) but there's also like a lot of like knockoff versions. So like, um, of any famous person. So like Justin Bieber probably has a thousand different Justin Bieber parody, uh, parody accounts. accounts. And we want, students to be like the blue check verified version of them not like the knockoff version like how how you are on the soccer team is not how you are with your parents and how and how you are on the soccer team is not how you are at school and it's not that everyone's like oh i'm just gonna be fake right now but we all kind of like put up a mask or put up different filters or don't share certain things and how you are at your house. Yes. As you said, like um, you can have a bad day and your parents know that you have a bad day and it's okay. Like your status at your home won't change. And we hope that at church we can provide that same level of comfort and just being uh, like lowering the stakes. So it's like you feel safe and comfortable. Like you can fully be you at this church. I love I love that. Um, so I'm a mom of two boys. And when my kids were younger, and I won't mention which child this is, so yes. people can just wonder. 50-50 percent uh-huh, chance that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's true. But one of my children could be a little sneaky. Mm-hmm. But on the outside, you like he had this perception of being like an excellent child. And the teachers who like said, I gotta keep my eye on that kid, I was like, they know my kid fully. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm not gonna like be like, keep your eye on him. Cause that that's that gives a false sense of truly who he is. But the ones, and it wasn't a bad thing. It was, I just gotta keep my eye on this kid. I loved that when when people would say that to me, it didn't hurt my feelings or make me think that they thought bad about my kid. It made me think that they knew him fully. Yeah. So how do you do that at church when you have so many different kids, so many different personality types, so yeah. many different, and then they come in with so many different things, right? Social things, family things, just being themselves things. Mm-hmm. How do you let this place be that respite, that place where you can be 100%? Well, yeah, I think the the thing that makes the church unique is like, what draws people together isn't like a thing that they do. So it's like um, we have students that play baseball or are on the band or don't do any extracurricular activities, but but it's like they are drawn here because of God. And so it's like um, it's like a very churchy thing to say that like you have this like empty hole in your heart and like what are you filling that hole with? But it's like we are all just like kind of lost and searching for a home and it is like in God we get gr- grafted or brought into this family. So as a family, the location is like your home. And Mm -hmm. so uh, the way that we do that is like, I, I would say the thing that I try to represent and do the most, like I will never be the best preacher. I won't be like the most creative person. So the thing that I tried to bring like more than anything is, is just being vulnerable. I think that um, like 
your soccer coach is never go- going to like try to have this like, hey, let's just be vulnerable and talk about what we are what we, we are struggling with or at school or anywhere. Because um, in our culture, that's just like not what you do. Right. Um, and not that church is like a big cry fest. And like we just like <laughs> talk about our struggles. But I but like we want to create this environment where people can be like, hey, I do have questions. I don't I'm not having a great day. And like that the fact that someone can come to church and like not be in a good mood and we aren't like, Hey, put a smile on. Hey, we're worshiping Jesus. Like pretend like your troubles don't matter. I think that that's what being authentic is, is that they don't have to like smile over insecurities or over pain or anything like that. Um, So that's been something that almost every single person has brought up when I've asked these questions about church is that, vulnerability and being authentic and being real Mm -hmm. makes this community what it is and makes it better. Yeah. But how, do I mean, I think there's also this lens of, we talked about it in the last podcast of like judgment, Mm -hmm. right? That, that the church is here to judge. Like my, one of my kids made a joke that my job was to judge others. And I was like, actually, I feel like my job is to love others. Yeah. Um, but so how do we get past, how do we come in the door a hundred percent authentic? That's a great question. I would, yeah, it's like, nobody likes fake people. Like every single person like knows just fake people in their life, but also it's hard to not be fake or to not be inauthentic because I think there's this con. I, I hope that no churches preach like you have to do good things or be a good person or be moral to get into heaven. But there's just this like, inevitable idea in our minds that like, if we don't match up to God's standard, then we aren't good enough. Whenever God is like, Hey, be imperfect. Like I want you to like be the real imperfect you, um, like in relationship. And so it's just a lot of times it's us like projecting onto other people. Like we know where we don't match up. And so we don't want to admit that to be like less of a Christian whenever in God's eyes, like, he like Jesus sought out the Gentile imperfect people mm-hmm. and like showed less grace to 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 the Pharisees <laughs> that like um tried and pretended like they had everything together. Um I think that there's also this aspect of at church, like you could be church friends with somebody that's also on your soccer team or also is a country club member of mm-hmm. yours. And so if you are vulnerable and you do admit struggles trusting that that person won't outside of the church bring something up or share that is, I think it's just like a fear in general. And Mm -hmm. so we try our hardest, like in small groups to like what happens in small groups stays in small group because we are like this like church family. Um, Yeah. I love that. So, I mean, I get, I see it. I see how it has truly helped my children be um, authentic authentic, I think is the word that I keep going to. Like through confirmation, I saw my kids stop saying my mom thinks or my dad thinks. Hmm. And right, like this is what I believe or I have questions about this. And the church got them there, right? Like Dan and I only have so much control over our kids and our parenting, but that community that surrounds them like has made them so much better, right? Yeah. So what do you think... Like when you say home, like all this sounds like, I don't know, unicorns and butterflies sure. and glitter. Yeah. But I mean, reality, 
I think I'm going to go there. I'm going to talk about my younger son. Okay. So my youngest son went through some pretty hardcore depression Mm -hmm. about a year and a half ago. And if it wasn't for the church, I don't know how it would have ended. I don't know how it would have turned out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He reached out to this community of kids who then reached out to you and your staff who then reached out to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and what's really interesting as the parent, I was phone call number four, right. In that like, system of life but each one of those phone calls was vital and comfortable in a place where he could be authentic and could be real yeah and i don't know what we would have where we would have gone without that 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 home even if it wasn't a physical place right yeah well yeah there's like the phrase that it takes a village to raise a child and um the amount of times where um, how you talked about yeah, like that network or 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 like that safety net of different people. Some students feel comfortable going to their parents. Some students feel comfortable going to me like a staff member. Some feel comfortable going to their adult small group leader or their best friend. But whenever all of those people are all like going in the same direction to help out somebody, it like gives you like this wider network of people that you can reach out to. Um, so yes, yeah, so, so that's why like the student ministry isn't a siloed off section of the of like St. Andrew as a church that we all are in this together. Um, and I think that whenever, um, I think, yeah, just like this aspect of it can be very isolating for parents in general, I think in this culture of Plano Frisco Mm -hmm. of like you have to like be put together and have status and all of this stuff and so whenever we um we have like same page parent meetings right um and like we'll talk about like I'll talk about things that students are going through or Jenny will like we'll like bring Jenny in and the amount of parents that will that will say I thought that my kid was the only kid going through this and now I see that the a majority of the students here are it's because that in their circle friend group, they 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 don't want to be like the broken family or, right. or 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 like anything like that. So I think um, having parents, yeah. So not just authenticity for students, but for parents and seeing that like what your kid is going through is not like your kid is not the only one. I promise you, the amount of situations uh-huh. and like mental health things um, for problems is is very very real. And whenever we talk about it, that's how that's that's how that gets fixed. Whenever mm-hmm. um, students just like if a student tells their parent and their parents like, oh, no, let's not share this. Like that's not necessarily like fixing the problem, um, allowing that student to get help or just be real um, with people at church or or definitely counselors yeah. um, is good. Well, but again, I wouldn't have gotten to the point to the counselor without that community yeah, yeah, yeah. and that net, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, as a parent, you always think your kids are going to come to you. Yeah. And they don't. Like, and I feel like I have a good relationship with my kids, right? Yeah. But th- they go to their peers for a thousand reasons. Um, hey, tell me the story about, I think it was a group a couple of years ago with their Life360 app, right? Yes. Um, well, j- yeah, just how kids like track each other. Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
growing up, I didn't have life 360. I'm going to, I only have a two year old right now. So, so it's worth it. I, I have it. I don't have to even think yeah. about that right now. Um, but yeah, no, we would have students that would, they have like this like pod of friends and, and they would track each other on, on like life 360. So in the summertime, especially they could see if somebody was at church and then, and then they would say, <laughs> Oh, so-and-so is there. So I will also go. Um, and just that idea that if they saw that one person was there, the whole group would come um, was was like a very cool thing. Because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just always made me smile, like, because you saw one and then you just you knew the door would start opening oh, yeah. for the rest uh, of them to come. hundred percent. Yeah. So when you when you've kind of molded your student ministry with this vision of home. How has it changed maybe you as a director and your team versus, you know, some other vision that you had? Yeah. So a aspect of that for sure is like at in my home, like I knew what my role responsibility was. Like I was the oldest brother. And so I knew not that like we have chores like for um, like for students, but but like I knew that like if I didn't do if I didn't mow the lawn, my two youngest brothers like wouldn't do it. And so like for us, like having students go from just like consuming or like sitting in a chair to like being a part of the church and, and of the student ministry is something that we focus on. Like it's much easier for me to just plan and lead things myself, but like being like, hey, so and so, um, you run lights today and so giving that person like a responsibility or hey you be a greeter and so as soon as like we kind of give them a role to where they have like ownership in the student ministry and like in this church like then that's whenever they they truly feel like they are a member here like a part of this um yeah like a part of that and and also like creating space for students to just talk and be open and mm-hmm. like honest with each other on every single trip. We do this thing called going public. And that I is like one of the things I miss the most in this year of like, of like pandemics. Um, and not that they're all sob stories, but it's just like a testimony time where like a student says, Hey, like God is, God is moving in this positive way in my life or Hey, um, this is a struggle that 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 I have had. And for me to be the most authentic self, I just want to share that with y'all. Yeah. And like say, hey, like God is still good in this season of struggle. Um, and just that alone, I think, is one of the biggest things that has created this culture of being vulnerable is like giving students a platform um, to do that and to um, just kind of like share um, not having their faith be like a private thing, but like making it a public like declaration. Yeah. I like thinking about, um, I mean, not chores so much, but I like, even like in my home right now, my boys are starting to cook more because they're getting older and I yeah. know they're going to like leave my house and they need to eat. Yeah. Um, but watching them do that, like research a recipe, find something to cook, make dinner and the pride like in that meal is kind of equal to the pride that they can have in their church when they're the one greeting somebody or running the lights or running the Bible study, Mm -hmm. you know, that I see how that can change, you know, like, I mean, my goodness, grad school for me versus undergrad, right? Yeah. Yeah, Totally different experience. Right. And I think that when 
you know, uh, that consuming church versus being a part of the church mm-hmm. changes. Yeah. So, okay. So if a parent is listening and their kid is refusing to come to church. Oh boy. Yeah. Like, and they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. It's different when they're like your kid's age, yeah. right? Like get in the car. So how do, how do we support that kid from afar as a church or how do we support the parents? So we um, actually started up this thing called home days, just mm-hmm. bringing it, it all the way back to where um, right now we do it only on a Tuesday, Wednesdays, but basically from like two to six, we open up our church and we have just a, so it's, we don't have like a worship service or a Bible study. We just say, Hey, Hey, come play basketball. Or before COVID, we had free tutoring where like kids could like come get tutoring or just hang out like with their friends. Or if they're new, that was like a great time for because us as a staff, we are all there for us to meet the students and just kind of like get to know them on like a one on one level, too. Um, Mm -hmm. It's I know it's very intimidating and very hard, especially at like a, a larger church for a new person to just come in and like be a part of the crowd like the large mass but right so we made these home days where um there was no expectation like just come in like be you and hang out um and so that is like i've actually had like this past month i've had like more i've had more people reach out to me this last month about getting their kids in and involved than maybe ever like it's it's like a interesting and so at first my response was uh we're in a pandemic this kind of sucks i'm sorry yeah um, or like that was like my thought but I'm like, no, like we made home days for a reason. Yeah. Um, and while we, yes, while we're, we're doing lighthouse groups and like different things, um, the idea of home days was for to make like a easy entryway into at least like meeting us and like meeting a few other kids too. Um, well, and Julie talked about in the podcast before this one about like finding that connector point. Mm-hmm. Like if you, yeah. if your kids know a kid, right. That's, I mean, one. I used to bring a car full of kids every Sunday morning. We'd run, run through McDonald's and come to church. I recognize I'm a pastor. Like my mind frame's a little different, but those kids didn't feel awkward coming to church because they're walking in with their friends. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I think home days kind of does that of, I'm just going to go play basketball mm-hmm. at this place that happens to be a church. And it, you know, they get to see that walking in the door, like they can be who they are, yeah. and, you know? Yeah, we also have a student ministry app. So as far as like just like testing out or like getting a vibe of of. Yeah, I think we all like whether you're uh, single and going to go on a date and you like look up somebody's like Instagram just to like get their vibe. Uh-huh. Um, we 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 have this app where we send out like a daily Devo. We post weekly sermon message videos. We have just funny videos um, just so students can like while they might not physically be able to meet here or feel comfortable coming, they, they can still like feel connected to what we are, we are doing. Um, I and, personally and so love the app. Thing too. Yeah. Um, I have turned off 90% of my notifications on my phone. Yeah. It just makes me a better human, but I do have the notification of the daily yeah. devos. And I mean, I love it because it's just this moment of, okay, let me stop. Let me open it. Let me read it. You know? And then I get to, have a peek into what my kids are yeah, yeah, reading, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. you know? So for a family that is connected here, I think the question of home makes sense. But for a family who isn't, you know, we've talked about the home days, we've talked about the app, but 
I guess I asked Julie this and I want to ask you this. Why is being a part of a church community important for that family unit? Great question. I think (laughs) you grow in your relationship with Jesus best in the context of community that like whenever you have like other people alongside you pursuing um, the same goal or like seeing somebody like offer you encouragement or support or just being there with you um, is like pivotal. And, and and so especially for like student ministry, we have these big trips, like these shared experiences. And this summer we are planning on bringing those back and, and, and doing those. And we are very much lo- looking forward to that because the shared experience of a summer camp or of a mission trip, um, it's like that memory, it like bonds you more than just like being able to go to like one Sunday morning. Well, um, and just time-wise, right? Yeah. Like I, this once I realized this statistic, it blew my mind. But like, if you are involved in a church and you come every Sunday that you're not out of town or sick, it's about 40 hours a year, mm-hmm. which is one week. If you think about like a work week, yeah, that's a whole that's one week where that mission trip or that VBS or that summer camp that's like a year of church, yes, yes, you know, yes. in uh, this week, 100%. And I see, I mean, it's it's helped me as a parent, like football camp or mission trip, hmm. make those decisions in an easier way. Yeah. Because, I mean, I really could care less if my kids play football as an adult. In fact, I probably would <laughs> prefer them not to. They, they break easy. Um, but I do want them to love Jesus as an adult. And those those connecting points um, help remind them whose they are. And who they can be. Yeah, that's great. All right. Final question. Everybody hates this. Yeah. I, I ask it anyway. If you can pick a parent or a student, mm-hmm. so pick an age group, what's one thing you want them to know about church being home? I will say student j- j- just because that's where my mindset always goes. Um, and that is that like we from the bottom of our hearts want you here and like we have a place for you. Um, I tell people this a lot, like I, it's, I am someone that like still sees myself as an awkward middle schooler and like mm-hmm. even, and so, and so like my heart is to make sure that every single person like finds value in their life and finds purpose and finds a place at this church. Like my life was changed by my student ministry. And like, that was where I found, um, yeah, like where I found joy in my life was in my student ministry because they didn't judge me and they welcomed me and they allowed me to like be the real me. And so in my life and in this ministry, like that's our, our goal. So I promise you, like, if you come here and you like take that step, like you like take that, um, have faith that God will bring the community and the home that we talk about to you, like it will happen. I know it can be intimidating. Um, but just trust man. like, and we will, we love you and we, we want every single person here. I love that. And so, I mean, like, let's name parents. We're just listening to that. Yeah. What parent wouldn't want that for their kids? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. So as always, if anything in this podcast, um, tug something on your heart or your mind or your soul, don't hesitate to reach out to me. And especially if you want to be connected here, um, Michael and I can find a way to make that happen. A hundred percent. All right. Have a great day. Bye. 
You can find information about our podcast on our webpage, um, on our Facebook page, and just make sure to visit our website or our Facebook page where you can subscribe to the show. It's in iTunes. It's all over the place now, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found it helpful, please um, rate us online. That always helps us gain more listeners because I feel like this community can really connect with the world. With that being said, if you listen to anything today that really spoke to you and you feel like you want to connect with me, don't ever hesitate to reach out. Kim Myers, you'll find my information on the website at St. Andrew United Methodist Church in Plano, Texas. I'm always here to connect with our listeners.